and welcome to the Once Again Podcast. We are your hosts, Ashley and Jason. In this episode, we will be looking at the 2022 film, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. In this series, we won't be doing a deep analysis of the film, or giving a bunch of behind-the-scenes facts, but rather giving our impressions of the overall film. We'll also be giving a score to the film, so wands at the ready, and enjoy this episode. I changed I it up. That. I, yeah. know I read that. Yeah. I thought it was cute earlier. <laughs> thank you. It's very cute. Um, before we begin the episode proper, I just want to thank those who contributed to the Harry Potter .fandom .com slash wiki because I used this site to put together my notes for this episode. Although I don't know how much I'll be actually going through the plot by plot <laughs> parts of it. And in this, uh, and as this film was released less than a week ago in America at the time of this recording. Consider this your spoiler warning for the film going forward. If you don't want to know anything about it, don't listen to this episode. Oh yeah, we are not very good at being spoiler free, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about everything. So uh, let's let's dive into it. Fantastic Beasts: The Secret The Secrets of Dumbledore is the third of five planned <laughs> uh, installments in the Fantastic Beasts series. We can talk about that in a minute, uh, and it is a spinoff slash prequel series to the Harry Potter films. It is also the 11th film set in the Wizarding World. The film is directed by David Yates, with the screenplay by She Who Shall Not Be Named, and Steve Cloves. The film is produced by uh, David Heyman, She Who Shall Not Be Named, and Lionel Wig Wigram. It is edited by Mark Day, and the music was composed by John Newton Howard. Uh, the cinematography was by George Richmond. The production company is Warner Brother Pictures and Heyday Films. It was distributed by Warner Brother Pictures and has a runtime of 142 minutes. The Secrets of Dumbledore premiered at the Royal Festival Hall in London on March 29th, 2022. It was released on April 8th, 2022 in the UK, Ireland, and Japan, with a world worldwide release a week later on April 15th. The film is scheduled for streaming on HBO Max 45 days after its theatrical debut, which I'm going to go ahead and recommend that you wait those 45 days. <laughs> the budget for the film was $200 million, and at the time of, the, of this recording, the film has earned a uh, $196.5 million. So right now it's still a box office loss. The film stars Eddie Redmayne as Newt Scamander, Jude Law as Albus Dumbledore, Ezra Miller as Credence Barebone, Dan Fogel as Jacob Kowalski, Allison Sodol as Queenie Goldstein, William Nadelam as Yusuf Karma, or Kama, excuse me, Yusuf Kama, Colm Turner as Theseus Scamander, Jessica Williams as, was it Lanny? Eulalie Lolly Hicks. Eulalie Lolly Hicks. Victoria Yeats as Bunty Bro uh, Broadacre. Broadacre, thank you. Poppy Corby Tooch, I'm guessing, or Teach? Tooch? Poppy Corby Tooch, I'll say, as Vinda Rosier. Oh, that's who that was, because <laughs> they never say her name in it. Now yeah. it makes sense. Okay. All right. Fiona. Gal Scott as Minerva McGonagall, and I want to talk about her yeah. in, a, in a little bit. Uh, Catherine Waterston as Tina Goldstein. Uh, Maria F uh, Ferdana 
Cardio. I apologize for Candido. But- Candido. I apologize for butchering your name. As Vincenzia Santos. There you go, Vincenzia Santos. Dave Wong as Lu Tao. I believe I'm saying that correctly as well. Richard Coyle as Al- uh, Abiforth Dumbledore. Oliver Muscar- Muscara as Anton Vogel. Valerie Parchner as Henrietta Fisher. And Mads Mickelson as Geralt Grindelwald. All right. So I have here the plot by plot according to the wiki, but we'll just go through it as, as we yeah. want to. So the film starts off with Albus Dumbledore uh, in a restaurant yeah. waiting for Grindelwald to arrive. And uh, right away, it's kind of like, is this really happening? Because as soon as the scene ends, it cuts back to Dumbledore at Hogwarts. So. Yeah. It also, it does have that like dreamlike feel. It's very like bright and... Yeah. The, the only thing... The scene is very set up weird. It's doesn't give off the it's a real scene kind of thing yeah the only reason for me that i think it's real is because dumbledore has that interaction with the waitress so i i guess that makes it maybe real. it's a memory like oh i didn't even think about that it somebody well i forget who pointed out to me that it's like he's looking in the pensive and that could be what we're talking about there yeah like he's re-watching this scene play out in the pensive just to see for himself because you know he's always using that we know yeah. to formulate his plans and whatever he's doing all the time that's true yeah i didn't i hadn't considered that before you said this to me so yeah that that's very likely what what would happen or what did happen um but yeah grindelwald tells dumbledore to stay out of his way and the two talk about how uh at one time they were in love with each other uh which evidently six seconds of this movie was cut uh to release to china and that's part of the six seconds all the references to them being in love with each other I believe it. And evidently there was also a cut scene where when Grindelwald is leaving the restaurant, he kisses Dumbledore on the neck and they cut that completely even from the regular theatrical release. Um, But yeah, so anyway, there's that scene. Which is funny because I forget that anybody that's like not in the know doesn't know. Uh, The person I went with was like, oh, did we know that they were in love? And I was like, oh, no, we knew that, that... But from, from outside, from, from, outside, from the writer herself. From, like, an outside yeah. perspective, though, that mm-hmm. was unknown. He's never read the books either, so, like, his basis is not what the average viewer of this movie, I imagine, actually is knows. Mm. So then we cut to Newt Scamander, and he's in the jungles at nighttime, and he arrives to help a chillin, a magical creature that resembles a half-lizard, half-deer, in my opinion, uh, give birth to its child. Uh, despite this, Grindelwald's disciples, led by uh, Credence, show up and attack an overpowered Newt. They then kill the mother and kidnap the newborn. Unbeknownst to them, the Chillin has birthed twins, and the younger of which Newt is able to save after he wakes up. You know, we'll get into the more of the Chillin stuff later, because I don't think any of it's relative to what we're talking about now. But why was Newt alone? Yeah. That's, like, this is, like, an important mission, and he does not have a single other person with him. Like, why was Yusuf not with him? Like, yeah. It's surprising to me that we just let him, again, go off by himself and do all these important things. Well, not only that, but th- this scene has... I talked to you about this off our recording, but... This scene and the regular Harry Potter scenes have this in it as well, but I hate when the characters do that half flying, half smoke thing 
because it's made such a big deal in the original Harry Potter books that Voldemort can fly without the use of a magical object, and he's like the only person who's ever been able to do that. And the films all just have all these other witches and wizards just zipping around. Yeah. Uh, and they say like, oh, they're apparating. No, they're not apparating because we see people apparating too. And they pop in and pop out. Like it's... Yeah. I don't know. No, you're right. Also, I want to address this now while we're at the top of this because I didn't think about it. But, you know, I think we should address the fact that Johnny Depp is okay. not in this. Yeah. Yeah, Grindelwald's, as I said, was, was recast. Yeah. yeah. Um, you want to talk about that whole situation? Or I, do I don't. We don't need to talk about the whys. I okay. mean, if you, if anybody wants to look that up, you can look it up. But okay. I think, I think it's important just to address it from the perspective of he's supposed to be here and he's not. And personally, I never liked the idea of Johnny Depp cast as Grindelwald. I didn't think that was a great mm-hmm. casting choice to begin with. So. I also don't think Mads Mikkelsen is a great casting choice either. I think he's too old for the role. Yeah. Like, I don't think it fits him. No. I think he could play it great if this was, like, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. He's too old to be playing this role currently. Yeah. I think also as well, um, I said to you, to this, to you off recording as well, I think what they should have done was just brought back Colin Farrell. Or or what they can do going forward if they get another film, because there's rumors that that's not happening. But um, if they get another film, cast another actor. Nothing against Mads Mikkelsen. I think he did a good job with what he had. But I think just make it that every film he looks different. Every film, Grindelwald's played by a different actor. Mm, one or the other. Mm, I don't know. But we'll like, to, to be see. fair... Dark magic does make you kind of look older and look worse. So, like, I guess yeah. you can say that as as a way to acknowledge why Mads looks so much like why Grindelwald looks so much older but like you know he was supposed to be like a golden haired beautiful youth like and especially with what happens later in this like you would think if he's gonna be like spoiler the leader of all things that he would be this beautiful man that we're gonna look at and it's not the feeling but Johnny Depp didn't really give that vibe either when he was playing him so yeah he did have that creepy different color eye though yeah Um, but he didn't have the other stuff like they didn't make him a pretty boy, which mm-hmm. I think for the charismatic creature that like Grindelwald was supposed to be, we don't get that. Well, the whole thing with Johnny Depp too and his acting style is he either nails it, he hits a home run, you know, grand slam out of the park, or he completely strikes out. There's no in between with Johnny Depp. Uh, Maz is more, you know, I don't want. He's a good actor, but he's lazy casting. Yeah. He looks like a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Like, yeah. There you go. Um, the one time I ever saw him not be a bad guy was that Star Wars movie that he's in where he plays uh, Jenner Rousseau's father. Um, yeah. So that's the only time I ever saw him not be a bad guy. Everything else, he's always a bad guy. But let's let's dive back into the plot. And we're at, um, I don't know how exactly this is said, Numengard? Yeah. Yeah. It's Grindelwald's castle i guess i'd say um it's not what becomes his prison later that's no but we did it is a weird yeah yeah thing that just exists like he's just hiding out in a castle yeah that everybody seems to know he's at too like later on it appears like everybody knew knew he was there pretty much there's a lot of weirdness going on with what happens with grindelwald in this movie and we'll talk about it but uh at his castle Grindelwald kills the Chillin to harness its ability of precognition after it doesn't bow to him. Uh, in the dead Chillin's blood, uh, Grindelwald sees Albus showing the blood pack to Theseus and Newt in the Hogshead Inn. So yeah, that I read word for word. But I just, uh, I don't know. 
the 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 whole situation. I remember Queenie being there and she's watching him, and she's like, "Oh, clearly this guy's evil." Like, I have a lot of opinions about she how sh- who should not be named uh, her writing style, and basically she likes to address criticism that she received in the next installment of whatever she's writing. And here she got a lot of criticism for how Queenie behaved in the last movie, going off with Grindelwald and everything. So she has him in this one that she's more so like a prisoner being there. Like she's not willingly there, in my opinion. That's how it came off to me anyway. He's using her because she she can read. Which, her whole reading mind's ability, I mean... You can, if you're a wizard, you can kind of just learn to do that. Like, yeah. You know, Voldemort does it. Harry kind of does it. Yeah, you a could lot say, of people have the ability yeah, to be a legend. Snape does so. it. Like, it's I don't interesting. know. Interesting. Yeah, it's not like it's a that rare. I guess it's rare to just be able to naturally do it, but you can kind of just learn to do it. I don't know. But moving right along, Newt and Theseus head to the Hogshead Inn in order to question Dumbledore for the best course of action against Grindelwald. With Dumbledore still powerless to break the blood trough. I think he meant oath. Yeah. With Dumbledore still powerless to break the blood oath that prevented him from fighting Grindelwald, he reveals that he has a plan to defeat Grindelwald and stop him from tearing the world apart with hatred, but they have to just trust him. It's interesting. Another criticism was that uh, Grindelwald's whole motivation in the last movie uh, apparently was to stop World War II from happening. And our good guys are like, no, World War Two needs to happen. Like that's his whole, his whole thing was like, no, I got to stop. And now he just wants to be in charge yeah. and kill all the humans. Like, yeah, yeah. Which is what he wanted in to the begin book. With. So like, yeah. that checks out. To be honest, yeah. And, uh, but um, I want to say that all the acting was fantastic in this movie, but it's just the plot for me was, I uh, you know. They right. they did not have much to say. Like no. they were not given anything. Like Jude Law is like barely doing anything. Yeah, I think it's just they gave him nothing to work with. Yeah, and it's this scene that um, he shows them the little blood pack that he has with uh, Grindelwald, and it sh- he shows that even if he thinks about fighting Grindelwald, I guess it starts to choke him and whatever. And Which doesn't explain how he could totally plan to send people against Grindelwald yeah. and like be perfectly fine. Like, yeah, he I don't understand the difference. Like, was he thinking of directly killing him? I don't. Yeah, I it, don't know. It, same here. Um, but so, what is her name again? Eulalie. Eulalie. We can call her Lally. Yeah, Lally shows up and uh, she kind of tricks. J- and this is the next scene. Lally shows up and she tricks Jacob into coming to work with her. Um, you know, she poses as this damsel in distress. Which, why did we even need to go get Jacob? We like, didn't. <laughs> like this was one of those like. Because oh, well, he... Jacob's been in the first two movies, so exactly. gotta go grab Jacob. <laughs> yes. Like that's exactly like, what I was going to say. There's no freaking reason at all. No. And honestly. Bailey is interesting, but also her accent annoys me the whole time. Yeah, she did this weird transcontinental accent that was very, took me out of the movie every time she spoke. She was good, but it just, and also her and another character are kind of just, in my opinion, there to be potential love interests for Newt. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it more. But, uh, you know, Jacob's bakery shop has fallen on hard times because of the Great Depression. And he wants nothing more to do with the wizarding world, but then he decides to help her out. She convinces him because he's a good person. So, in the Great Wizarding Express headed for Berlin, Newt, Theseus, Bunty, Broadus, and... Broadacre. Excuse me, thank you, Broadacre, 
and Yusuf, comma, uh, greet the two, and which was something too. They use a port key to escape New York and then come through the flu network onto the train. That, 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 that I'm nitpicking, but that bugged me. Like I was just, you know, probably they went somewhere else that had flu network access, but port keys get used a lot in this movie. And they don't disappear with the people, except when they do. They're a plot device for convenience. Uh, I'll go also, back they're into only it. ever supposed to be used like once. Like, yeah, that's at a specific the... time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't really know how they're making that work, but maybe they use time turners to go back and change how oh. poor keys work. <laughs> yeah. Don't even start. <laughs> um. But they arrive on the train, and Newt tells them, like, you know, Dumbledore's got this plan to stop Grindelwald, and the plan is to not have a plan, because uh, Grindelwald can now see the future, so they need to do things to confuse him. and Just make everyone do every weird thing in the book. Yeah, even preventing stuff that would help them. Like, they have to stop themselves from helping themselves. Um, He gives Theseus a tie with a large golden pin. Jacob a wand, and Bunty the instructions that will burn when she sees them as they set to uh, fill out, uh, fulfill their roles. Uh, and Bunty grabs Scamander's suitcase and tells him that no one can know the full plan. And they're off. Um, the rest... Uh, she goes to have Newt's suitcases duplicated. Of which, because this is important, <laughs> she gets six made. She asks for half a dozen. Yeah. So she gets six made, meaning there's seven cases, including the regular original case. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. We'll, which, we'll get into that. That German suitcase maker who speaks perfect English without an accent, very, very flawlessly, uh, could make uh, six replicas of a suitcase just by looking at the outside of him. He's, he must be a wizard himself. He's very talented. But the rest go off uh, to Berlin in order to visit the German Ministry of Magic. Now, this whole scene boy um listen the time period that it's set in and the location that it's set in yeah uh we get that the nazis are on the rise and um it's kind of but it's kind of just lazy to be like oh the germans are the evil ones because they end up clearing uh grindelwald of all crimes they say oh there's no evidence of his crimes what about because the current supreme that that vogel is the current supreme mugwump yeah so like he can do that yeah but he's supposed to be german isn't he yeah 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 and he he clears Grindelwald of all of his crimes, uh, which Newt, before he does that, Newt gives him a message from Dumbledore telling him to do what is right, not what is easy. A little callback to the original series there. One of many callbacks in this film. And then he clears Grindelwald of all of his crimes. Grindelwald's followers show up, which I never realized that that one girl was uh, Rosier. That, that's kind of interesting. I guess she's... I guess she wouldn't be the same one. No, because it was a male Rosier that followed Voldemort. Anyway. Uh, Similar families. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... I mean, we get... Because Kama is related to the the Strangers, so, like... Yeah, he's her her brother or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. so... Um, but it's... Which I I was going to go back and watch the first two. I completely forgot about Yusuf in this movie until they mention... Like, that line... A lot of this movie has lines that's like... Hey, maybe you didn't see the first two movies. So here's this character's backstory. Like this is what they did the last two movies. Or, yeah. Um, and like that was there for me because I was like, oh yeah, that's right. He wasn't. I was like, who's this Yusuf guy? And then when they said he was uh, uh, Lita Lestrange, I believe it was her brother. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's right. He was. That was like the whole plot of the first movie or the second movie. I can't yeah, remember. Second like, movie. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, 
we have him doing that, which again, like, and everybody's just like, yeah, okay, like, okay, so we're gonna let this freaking crazy man just go decide to go for Supreme Mugwump. Like, no, yeah. like, which they never say Supreme Mugwump in the film. And I listened to several other podcasts talk about this, and they thought, what position is he running for? Like, he's running for president of magic or something? Like, yeah, they- they're really not very... I guess because they don't want to say Supreme Mugwump a million times in the movie and just, like... I don't know. Maybe that'll just confuse people, so they just went with, like, leader and stuff. Yeah. But... <sighs> yeah. And uh, in the little scuffle that Newt and all of them get into with Grindelwald, um, Theseus, his brother, is captured. Uh, they reunite with Dumbledore, and he tells Newt that Theseus is, is imprisoned and assigns, uh, what, what was her name? Yule- Lolly. Lolly. And assigns Lolly and Jacob the tasks of preventing assa- an assassination attempt on Grindelwald's competitors. <sighs> Grindelwald at his castle then has a vision of Yusuf Kama going, uh, coming there and Dumbledore going to Bataan to confront him. With Vinda looking on, the next morning, Yusuf enters the castle and is promptly installed... Uh, wow, this is... Uh, is promptly installed as a spy in Grindelwald's inner circle. After Grindelwald uh, removes Yusuf's memories of Lita's death. That's so emotional that he removed it, which is... Okay, again, why here? And spoilers for later in the film, I was really looking forward to Yusuf, like, siding with Grindelwald here. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, this would be so informative to, like, Dumbledore, like, really trusting Snape, too, because, like, he would have been burned before. Like, right. That would have been so, so much more of, like, a story to me. Yeah. Instead of Yusuf still being like, nah, Team Dumbledore. Yeah, I'm like, gonna do the right thing. Yeah. It. Especially after removing the memory of Lita's death. Like, he would think, like, that was, like, cool, we're good. I wonder if there was more that was cut from the film. Like, maybe there was a battle that Yusuf takes part in against newton all of them yeah and then later in the film he comes back and helps them but i i don't know like maybe there was something that was cut but it's just it it was just time wasting yeah it definitely yeah it doesn't give us any sort of like there's no yeah story here for this because he he goes to grindelwald and says you killed my sister and dumbledore sent me here to spy on you and then grindelwald's like okay well let me take your sister's memory out of your head okay now you now you work for me and they're like okay like, and and the, the, then it just goes until uh, the end of the movie yeah, where Yusuf comes back and works for them. Where did I leave off here? With the Berlin with Credence and Dumbledore, oh, which yeah. is also a weird time wasty scene. Yeah, Dumbledore walks across Berlin with Credence following him. As The one cool thing that I liked was Dumbledore had that little watch yeah. where you could see Credence in it. Yeah. It reminded me of Mad-Eye Moody's like, looking glass or yeah. where I, I thought, oh, it's probably... Similar to, because Credence is so close to him, you can actually see him in the in the little, uh, I guess it was a mirror, a pocket yeah. mirror. Um, but Dumbledore walks across Berlin with Credence following him as Grindelwald has ordered him to kill Dumbledore. Aware of Credence's spying, Dumbledore quickly faces him and they fight due to, Cre- uh, due to Credence's anger about being abandoned. Dumbledore defeats Credence with after a fierce fight, which, no, not really. <laughs> um, it wasn't even really a fight. Like, no, Dumbledore just kind of slapped him down. Um, yeah, and then we have the reveal that he's not Albus' brother, but rather Aberforth's son. Yeah. Which is interesting, but also the weird. Yeah, that, again, another way of her correcting a previous mistake that she made, because the timeline didn't work, because Dumbledore's pa- his father would have been in prison already, and 
uh, the mother would like, have been Like, I'm dead. not sure that makes it better, to be honest, for Credence. Like, I could be more mad I was one of their sons. Like, yeah. Well, it's also, they say in the line that Abiford fell in love with a muggle girl the same time that Grindelwald and Dumbledore fell in love, and then she was sent away, and there were rumors of a baby, and it's like, you can't go check up on that. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> yeah. My man. Get it together. And the whole time, they're also sending messages to each other through mirrors. Um, like literally handwritten, uh, yeah. finger written messages on a mirror. Uh, I don't know. It's just strange. Um, meanwhile, in Berlin, Anton Vogel defends his stance on Grindelwald running as a candidate for the next Supreme Mug Mug Wump to the other high profile uh, ICW members. The ICW is the International Confederation of Wizards. Forgot to mention yeah. that before. But um, I don't think we need to get into the details of what happens with the. Well, he just says, you know, he should be able to run because the people yeah. won't vote for him. Yeah. And when they don't vote for him, he'll lose his supporters or something yep. along those lines. And then next is really, it's interesting, but I, you know, I don't think we need to get into too many. Like, I don't think we need to read directly what you have. Okay. Well, basically, uh, Grindelwald just... Planned an assassination of yeah. one of the other people. And well, he get hold on, before he gets in the building, he looks like Jesus. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't skip him having his Jesus moment where he's being carried by his followers. Um, but yeah, he plans uh, an assassination and Jacob just goes to confront him because he wants Queenie back. And Wait, it turns you out... You know, the whole thing with Jacob and Queenie just makes me uncomfortable this entire movie. Because yeah. it's like Jacob. This is why Jacob shouldn't even be here. Like, why is Jacob here? Is he's, We don't need him. He's here to be some weird, like, it's almost supposed to be comic relief. Like, yeah. he's oh, a weird human there. He's comic relief for us, the audience. And, and I guess in Dumbledore's plan, uh, maybe he's a lamb for slaughter. We know Dumbledore I think it's the... also, in Dumbledore's plan, like, Jacob is extra chaos because, like, who, who, who knows what the queen is going to do mm. in regards to Jacob. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which throws a wrench in plans, because, like, Dumbledore can't plan for Queenie at all. Yeah. But uh, it all goes wrong, and it looks like uh, Jacob tries to assassinate Grindelwald, uh, which, how would that have worked? Because he's a muggle using a wand that doesn't even have a, co- a core in it. Yeah. And, but, yeah, all the other wizards are like, <laughs> oh, poor Grindelwald was almost assassinated yeah. by this person who couldn't do anything <laughs> to him. Um, uh... So, and then uh, Jacob and uh, Lala... Layla? Layla. Lolly. Lolly. I keep screwing it up. They only say her name like twice in the movie, so... It, they really don't. Yeah. Like. But um, they escape using that port key trick with her book again, which again, changing how port keys work. Um, but well, let's move on. Uh, and then Newt goes to prison to oh, save yes. his brother, which is probably the most hilarious scene. There's a bunch of these little crabs yeah. that they're like trying to mimic so the crabs don't attack them. The crabs are cute. It, it, Again, this is an example of what I don't like about the Fantastic Beast movies overall is that this would be a good movie if we weren't trying to shove these weird beasts in everywhere because we're making it a Fantastic Beast movie. Yeah, it should have been the Fantastic Beasts movie should have been a separate thing from yeah. Wonderworld. Yeah, this yeah. is all a lot of like weird. Well, I, I we can get into it later too because there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on with the beasts. Yeah. Like, we'll get into the chilling more, and then I think there's some weird stuff with the Phoenix too that. But this is the, the the first part of the movie that I was actually probably interested in, if I'm being honest. Like nothing. Like I was just sitting there. Oh watching yeah, it definitely it. captivated me because yeah. it was funny. But it's yeah. also like, oh, this is an interesting prison thing going on. Well, it's also it, it's interesting because like oh, I guess German people just kill their prisoners. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no trial or anything. Which 
I guess Germany in the time period. Yeah, that's kind of accurate. Um, but uh, they uh, it's a callback, again, to previous Harry Potter stuff. The crabs slash scorpions. I, I more so saw them as scorpions. They're like crabs, crabs, scorpions, yeah. mixes. I don't know. But they're a callback to the spiders from the one Harry Potter movie and the basilisk from the other one because there's a giant one that chases them around. Yeah. But yeah, that, um, so they, Jacob, or excuse me, not Jacob, Newt frees his brother and the two of them eventually you know escape. the spiders and the basilisk from the same movie, right? Number two. Are they really? Yeah. That's why oh. they have to go find the spiders. Oh, you're right. The spiders. For... Yeah, you're right. Yep. The, yeah, they it's are the from same the same movie. movie. Huh. Forgot about that. Cause, well, because the spiders come back later, too, and work with Voldemort. Yeah. If, yeah. So, um, but yeah, you're right. They are the same movie. Huh. I forgot that. But anyway, moving along, the group reunites at Hogwarts, and we hear John Williams' little Harry Potter score um, to, to give you what the feels. What it even be? <laughs> yeah. um, and I did, I wish, this is the one scene that I wished they did a cameo correctly, or like fan service correctly, because you could have had some one of the students be somebody. Like, you could have had Voldemort there as a student, or... Uh, What's his name? Lucius Malfoy. He could have been one of the yeah. Slytherin boys that gave Jacob the chocolate cockroaches yeah. or whatever. That could have, like, because I believe they both would have been there at that time period. Like, I think Maybe. I think they're yeah. around the same age. Um, but it, that could have been a cameo that would have worked. Um, but they reunite at Hogwarts and go to the Hogshead for dinner, where they comment about how disgusting Aberforth's food looks, but how delicious it tastes. That is funny. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, you know, we, we, I think we should talk about they did do a kind of cameo. McGonagall's there. Yeah. And she shouldn't be. No. Also, she should not be only five feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> like, the actress that played her, she didn't She didn't even sound Scottish, really. No. Um, she definitely, it was a bad choice. Yeah. I don't Glad know. she was only there for, like, two seconds. Like, yeah. barely there. Yeah, she's there for Dumbledore to ask him, ask her to cover his classes. Yep. And uh, I guess that's how she got the transfiguration position or whatever. Yeah. Um, although he teaches Defense Against the Dark Arts in the one movie, so who knows what he's teaching. <laughs> um, <sighs> but anyway, uh, Grindelwald uses necromancy in order to zombify the, the chillin' that he killed, subsequently having... A vision of another chillin' and getting angry at Credence. Dumbledore confronts his brother about his responsibilities to Credence, and Newt learns the truth about Albus's past as Credence, disillusioned with Grindelwald, contacts them via Amir, asking to return home. Wow, what, what feels? <laughs> um, but Albus comes up with a plan to save everyone with Credence's help. And the next day, he tells the others that they must go to Bataan to stop Grindelwald, as the election will be held there. Traveling to Bataan, with a device provided by the Room of Requirement, they are able to defeat all of Grindelwald's disciples, with Yusuf revealing his true allegiance in the process. Alright, I think there's a lot to talk about here. Hey, I love that the Room of Requirement is involved. I yeah. think that's beautiful. And then, here's my issue with the cases here. <laughs> Jason already knows. Yeah. We see five cases in that room. They take five cases. That means there's two other cases somewhere. There's six and seven, wherever they are. And at this point in the movie, I'm like, by the time, because all the cases are pretty much accounted for except Bundy's, by yeah. the time we defeat all the disciples and all that happens, like, we've already dealt with four out of five cases. Mm. And I was like, oh man, Bundy's gonna get caught wherever Bundy is, or like, 
Bronte's gonna show her true allegiance and it's not gonna be to these people. Like, something's gonna happen. And I was like, maybe Tina's gonna come out of nowhere and have the sixth case. Like, and then that's gonna get taken. And then it'll be the seventh case. Like, I thought yeah. there was gonna be some crazy shit going on with the cases. And then it didn't happen. No. And I'm like, but there's two other cases. Where's yeah. the other cases in this scenario? Maybe they're inside Newt's case. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a fair question to ask. The one thing that they did do that was nice was Dumbledore set up all the cases with different callbacks. The Monster Book of Monsters is yeah. in one, and a Bludger and a bunch of other things from yeah, Quidditch. So they start attacking uh, Grindelwald's followers. And then a bunch of pastries followed the one, and it reminded yeah. me of like the... Lestrange Vault. The letters, oh, too, and the Lestrange see, like, yeah, I got both the Lest- of those things. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I got the Lestrange Vault, because, like, every time they were hitting something, they multiplied. Yeah, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, Grindelwald uses the zombified chillin' to be announced as Supreme Mugwump, because yeah, it has to bow to you. It shows that you have the purest heart and would be the best leader. And then he immediately declares war on muggles, and he begins torturing Jacob for his attempt to assassinate him. Using the Cruciatus Curse, one of the three forbidden curses to use. I mean, I think this is a good spot to talk about the chillin' as, like, yeah. a random... Again, this is one of those examples of, we needed a really cool creature because reasons. Yeah. Well, not only that, but I think it also... Like, I was looking on the Wikipedia, and it's never been mentioned prior in anything else, according to the Wikipedia. It's just in this movie. So we're bringing in a rat. This is literally a creature designed for this movie for the plot point, mm-hmm. which I don't like mm. because like, if this was something that had like been brought up in a book or movie, like randomly at some point, like, Oh, well, what about the chillin? Like, well, and it's just something I forgot. I would like, it's a callback to Buckbeak in my opinion. Yeah. A little bit. It shows respect. You bow to it. It bows to you and all that stuff. True. Yeah. But, I also think, you know, we don't hear much about the Supreme Mugwump stuff either. Mm-mm. Which, I was telling you, that I found the politics aspect of this interesting. But also, yeah. now we're talking about the fact that Grindelwald apparently won and was, like, in charge for a little bit. How come that's not part of his story? Like, we no. hear so much of him all the time. We never heard how, like, he was almost in charge. We hear that he was, like, charismatic and had a lot of followers the same way Voldemort did. Mm-hmm. But we don't hear him having... yeah. For, Almost literally been in charge of wizard and kind. Yeah, even if it was only for three minutes, he was the, the leader of all like, wizards. How is that not the more <laughs> important part of that story? Yeah. Which is why I'm like, no, this was just all made up. And yeah, because it's a Fantastic Beast movie and we needed to have this weird plot line where I think if you take the Fantastic Beast out of this, we still get a lot of the political drama. We got to get a lot of the intrigue. And I think this becomes a way darker movie, but I think it becomes a what you would expect from this plot line. Plus two, if you don't have the chillin' in there and you just have the people overwhelmingly elect Grindelwald as their leader, then you have to live in this world post like, oh my god, we voted for Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> like like we yes. vo- we voted Hitler into office. Yes. <laughs> like it's like, what is wrong with us? But now the chillin', you know, tells them they, they should do it, so they do it. And then uh however, Credence Queenie and Newt are able to expose him and which that was something too that they had a huge continuity error because there's this throughout the whole movie there's this phoenix uh, following Credence around because Credence is dying they'd mentioned that like it's just it's mentioned that like well it's mentioned that this happened to Albus and Aberforth's sister Ariana because she too was an obscurial which I don't think is something that's ever been mentioned 
in canon before. So now we're mm. trying to say that the, I think it's fascinating that the Dumbledores apparently put up a lot of obscurials, which I do think is a good lore point if we're keeping Credence as a yeah. Dumbledore, which I think is a bad lore point, but, you know, whatever. But <laughs> the whole, like, the phoenix follows them because they're dying, I'm like, that's a weird thing that we added to phoenix lore for no reason. Well, like, it's got to, when, when Fox shows up for Dumbledore and he's hanging out there, he's got to be like... Oh damn it! <laughs> like, <laughs> how long do I have? I mean, like, if he if he had shown up after he put on the ring, and uh, Tom, yeah. Tom Riddle's ring, and he only had the year to live, it yeah, been like... which ruins it because Fox is there all the time. <laughs> That's like, what I mean. Fox is there for entire like, <laughs> yeah. years. Yeah, he must have been like, damn it! How long? Like, do am I, I have? supposed to be excited that like? Man, maybe Credence lived way longer and him and Aberforth got to have like a father-son relationship because the phoenix was following around for years. Possibly. Meanwhile, Tumbledore was like, he's going to die soon. So yeah. I don't understand. I, That's bad lore on the phoenix part. Like, yeah. Well, I, I think doing... Uh, there was probably a plan to get rid of Credence in the story, but I think this is also executive's decisions because of what a problem Ezra Miller's been yep. uh, for years now. And most recently, a, a, a big, big problem. But th- that's I've heard people talking about how um, at Warner Brothers, they're trying to turn the Flash movie into a Batman movie now. Because, like, they're like, oh my god, this Ezra Miller guy. <laughs> like, But we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, they expose him. Which, uh, I was going to say, there was a continuity error because Credence walks up to him and rubs a bit of ash on... Uh, Grindelwald's face from the phoenix. Yeah. And then the next second when it cuts back to Grindelwald, the ash isn't there anymore. And they don't show him wipe it off or anything. It's just eh, a Uh. small continuity error that made it into this movie. But anyway, uh, they expose him and Venencia is chosen as the Supreme Mugwump after Dumbledore refuses the position. The real chillin' that Newt had the whole time comes up and picks... Uh, right, Which should... is extra fascinating because, as we've talked, Dumbledore is Supreme Mugwump in yeah. the, in the book series. He's Supreme Mugwump up until everybody basically asks him because they don't believe Dumbledore, uh, Voldemort's actually back. Right. So, at the start of our series, prior to the start of that Harry Potter books, he's elected Supreme Mugwump somewhere along the line. Yeah, I don't know how long their terms go for because the, yeah. the guy at the beginning. Seems relatively about the same age as the rest of them, like in his fifties, yeah. maybe at the oldest. And uh, but he's his his terms up as Supreme Mugwump, so maybe they have I don't know ten years, something like that. Well, it would be interesting if we had gotten any of that information, <laughs> but we didn't get the political information. We got yeah. everything else on the planet. Well, it's also funny too because they say the Chillin picks you because you have a pure heart and everything like that, but Dumbledore doesn't. Like this was my problem with you can't have your Dumbledore cake and eat it too. <laughs> yeah. Like he, it's revealed to us in the seventh book that he's a scumbag. He's always been a scumbag. I don't know why they used purity. Like they could have been the, like the Chillin just chooses who it thinks like it knows the best. Yeah, is the wisest. The, who's the, the wisest. Who's, who's the wisest for the job yeah. or something? Yeah. That if if it had been that it would have been fine, but having them be pure, I'm like no, like that doesn't work for me. It has like the best intentions for their kind, yeah. Because then I could like maybe see Dumbledore, yeah. But odd, yeah. Um, but anyway, moving back into the plot, Grindelwald's plans have been foiled, and he angrily attempts to kill Credence, but Albus and Aberforth save him. I guess presumably this is supposed to be like when they the three of them battled before but yeah it's just for half a second 
And as he was protecting Credence rather than attacking Grindelwald in the clash, the blood pact finally breaks and Dumbledore immediately battles Grindelwald. The intense battle ends with their wands at each other's heads and their hands on each other's hearts, reaching a stalemate, and Grindelwald subsequently retreats. Um, you know, we know that this isn't... I their... think that's a powerful scene. I do think yeah. it's weird that they were inside their weird bubble. That was... That was, oh, you like that Doctor Strange mirror dimension stuff? Let's let's, let's just rip uh... that off of Marvel and put it in our movie. Um, I, I, I kind of like it because it's like... That's a, that's the thing about all all of the Harry Potter movies, especially when you get to characters like Dumbledore and Grindelwald and Voldemort, who are supposed to be so knowledgeable about magic and so powerful. Like the best fight was when Voldemort and uh, Dumbledore fought in the uh, Ministry of Magic, and they were doing stuff like they they uh, Voldemort tried to throw the broken glass at Dumbledore, and he turned it into snow, and like he made a giant snake out of the water and everything, like. They, were, they weren't just shooting lasers at each other like everyone else does. <laughs> like, uh, it, like, that's what you want to see is like an epic magical battle. And, you know, they they have their moment of prior and contente <laughs> with each other where their wands yeah. connect and everything. But we don't get to see what their last uh, spells that they used were. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it, is a, it is a real moment. And you can tell that there's still stuff going on between the two of them. Um, that there is some feelings there between the two of them. But yeah, Grindelwald retreats after making some sort of statement that doesn't come to my mind right now. He says, "Oh, he says I was never your enemy, or uh, and I'm still yeah. not, or something yeah, like something that." Yeah, something like that. He yeah. says he says it to the crowd, but the camera pans on Dumbledore, so you know he's speaking directly to him. And then he flees, and then the dying Credence is taken away by his father, as the Phoenix mournfully follows them. In the aftermath of the election, Jacob and Queenie marry, with most of the group and Tina attending. So this is. Interesting because it's been previously established that wizards and non-madge, as they're called in America, no no madge, excuse me. Yeah, so stupid. Like, why (laughs) wouldn't we just use muggle? The term clearly predates America being founded, but whatever. Um, That uh, no madges and wizard kind can't marry each other in America, but I guess at some point they, they changed that. Um, but they get married and most of the group and Tina attends. And I believe out from outside information, I don't want to call say this if I'm wrong, but I think the actress that plays Tina refused to get the vaccine for COVID. And that's why she wasn't really in this movie. Um, because she couldn't go to the different places that they were filming. But so it is what it is. And then Dumbledore watches from a distance like a creeper. He doesn't actually go into the wedding. And then he does suck to Newt for a while. Yeah. And uh, there's a weird tension between the two of them. Like, I don't want to say sexual tension, but, like, there's a weird tension there between yeah. the two of them. That, like, Well, he even has the lines, something along the lines of, like, thank you for believing in me. And yeah, I it was very, like, yeah. and I'm like... You can call try- on me whenever you need Yeah, me. are we trying to, like, imply that they have a thing, too? I don't know. New because, has like a you thing. said, we yeah. also know that Tina and Newt eventually get married. Like, can- yeah. that's canonical already. Yeah. So I don't think I said it in this recording. We didn't, off, but, off, yeah, yeah, record- yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah, we do know that Tina and Newt end up together because I believe their grandchildren are in the Harry Potter But books. also, I don't know if there's anything going on between Tina and Lally, too, because there was some weird stuff there. So, it's a- I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I don't know if that's uh, she who shall not be named trying to overcorrect by Mis- mistakes that she's yeah, made publicly she, that she's made yeah, publicly that so. she just keeps doubling down on <laughs> that she keeps doubling down on and then writes this stuff it's like no that doesn't work but okay 
Yeah, I don't know. Well, I forgot to write down my overall score and everything for it, but I don't know. I have mixed feelings. I think mostly this movie is boring. I think the acting is very good. I think it's shot very well. I saw well. that a lot. I heard that a lot too yeah. from other people saying that it was boring. Yeah. yeah, the story just isn't there. Like there's like it's it's just it's not giving me anything. It's not like I said if if it had been the election, the people elected Grindelwald and then were like, "What the hell did we do? Like why did we like just something, like some some sort of conflict for these people that they have to live in this world. It's supposed to be a terrible time and I don't know. But I I don't know. I I give it a Five out of ten. It'd be fine as background noise, and and, and uh, I'll probably watch it again when it goes on HBO Max. But I'm not in any rush. But I recommend if you are interested, and you've listened to us at this point for some reason, you haven't seen it. Uh, wait the forty five days and yeah. watch it when it goes on HBO Max. I would get. I don't know if I'd give it a five or a six. Like, I think what it does for the lore in some parts is really good, but I do think. It it suffers from being a Fantastic Beast movie. Yeah. I I don't know why we continue to make a Fantastic Beast series. And my only takeaway at this point is we're trying to keep it PG thirteen and four kids too, and it's like, no, but the really the storylines you're giving us are meant to be more adult storylines. Yeah. Like the people who want to watch this, who want to see these things, are people in their thirties now. Mm-hmm. Like I would rather something darker and, like, we skip all this weird beast stuff. Because now we're doing, like I said, we're doing a lot of weird things to the lore. Like, some of the lore things are great, but other times we're just doing a lot of weirdness that doesn't work yeah. well at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of problems with it. I, I um, Should I reveal to the audience that you went to see the movie and then said you wanted to do an episode? Yes, I I did do that. Yeah, I had no plans to watch this until it came out on HBO Max. And but Ashley wanted to do an episode, so I went to go see. Because I do think it's fascinating. Yeah. Again, as I don't, you know, we don't talk about this often because we haven't really covered anything else, Harry Potter. But I, I have a very love hate relationship with Harry Potter. I have those nostalgic feelings, but I will never reread them. Mm-hmm. I think they're awful books. Mm-hmm. She should not be named as a terrible writer and you cannot tell me otherwise. And if yeah. anybody tries to tell me I'm gonna laugh at you because yeah. you clearly have not read reread those books recently. Yeah. Uh the movies are also pretty bad in my opinion. Uh I just I'm not into them. And it sucks as somebody who has that nostalgic feeling. It sucks that she should not be named. It's a terrible human being, and also this is part of the problem as well. Yeah. And like I, so I generally don't like to cover this sort of thing, but I, you know, I wanted to see it because it was Dumbledore stuff, and I think Dumbledore stuff is always interesting, and the Grindelwald stuff is interesting. Like that's the story we all want to know. On, like that's yeah. the kind of stuff I want to know about the Marauders. I want to know what's going on with. Grindelwald and Dumbledore like that's the stories I wanted Mm -hmm. and I think the disappointing factor here is we're not getting those stories we're getting it half-assed because we're getting Newt Scamander Newt Scamander getting we're getting his story yeah and we're getting all these other stuff adjacent to it and it's like well Newt is not a good enough protagonist for me to carry this many movies he was great for that one film but now he's carrying these movies that have nothing to do with him like he shouldn't he doesn't need to be there well i mean it's been three movies and he hasn't changed at all no he's still kind of the like 
sniveling like i'm yeah. i'm just like a goody two shoes i'm here yeah. like i'm unassuming it's like no like you're turned into a badass or something like become yeah. my neville like what are you doing here yeah I mean, exactly no like you need you need to have the character change in some direction even if you want to have them be a worse character like not be against dumbledore or something like that and not support grindelwald because that's not who his character is but have him be I don't know, apathetic. Have him be like, I don't, I don't care. That's just how Eddie Redmayne plays his characters. I don't like Eddie Redmayne, oh, either, to be honest. I think he's a fantastic I actor. I don't like how he acts. I... <laughs> well, we're, we're in conflict there. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, but I think he's a good actor. I just don't like his acting style enough to like, like to enjoy. No, I can understand. Because he's playing a children's movie character in these movies. And it's slightly annoying. He's good at it, but it, it's just... Because, again, these have no business being children's movies yeah. at this point. Like, well, and, and no one else is the way that he is in these movies. Yeah, no one else is... is acting like this. Yeah, everyone else is like a real person. Like, Jacob is probably the next closest, like... Silly thing. Silly thing in yeah. the movies, and it's like... Yeah. But, I mean, you look at, like, his brother Theseus, and you're like, how did... You would end up this way when Theseus is, like, not that... Like, not that, you know, siblings are similar or anything, but... You know, I don't know. They're just complete opposites. Um, but anyway, I guess that, that that's all we have to say about yeah, this. Yeah, so, okay. I think that's all we have to say. Well, this has been the Once Again Podcast. Any questions, comments, or critiques can be addressed to our email at onceagainpod at gmail.com. Follow us on our social media accounts, Once Again Pod, all one word, on Twitter and Instagram. If you'd like to contribute to the podcast, we have several tiers available on patreon.com slash onceagainpod. As always, a like, follow, or share would be greatly appreciated. Thank you, have a wonderful day, and remember, we will entertain you. We will always entertain you. Rumpelstiltskin always says that magic comes with a price. But for this price, you can get a nice piece of jewelry. Use code ONCEPOD for 10% off your first order at Unusual Magic Jewelry on Etsy. Click the link in the description.